Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. I'm Dylan Tyre, and this is Believe in Ohio State. Welcome to another week of Believe in Ohio State. Kind of a weird episode this week. There's a lot we've got to talk about, and frankly, there's a lot we don't know about the Big Ten Conference and Ohio State football right now, and that's because reports started to come out the past couple of days that the Big Ten was nearing a decision, and that decision would be that the conference would begin play October 10th or October 17th. They'd come back to play. They already told us they weren't going to play this season. In fact, they doubled down and said, we're not going to play this fall. We have plans potentially to play in the spring. Well, with everything that's gone on during COVID-19, I've always said, as long as I've talked to you guys, I've always said, I'm not going to believe the Big Ten season is canceled this fall until I see it. Because everything is changing every day. And here we have it again because of all this rapid testing that's developed because the other conferences are having success. Those teams aren't necessarily getting COVID-19 in large numbers. Because all that's happening, it's become very apparent that the Big Ten can play this season. So is a vote happening? Has a vote happened? Maybe so. It remains to be seen. We thought that last night we were going to have a decision from the Big Ten Conference. We thought Ohio State football would officially be back last night. But as everything has gone throughout this whole kind of nightmare with the Big Ten, first coming out with the schedule, then postponing the season, then doubling down when there was new information, doubling down and saying we're not going to play in the fall. To here we are now, so much has changed. It feels like Ohio State is going to be back, but it still remains to be seen. This has been such chaos from the Big Ten Conference, but there is a lot of optimism right now, and that's all we can be. As I have been all along, from the summer into the beginning of the fall, I've always said, I still believe Ohio State has an opportunity to play in the fall. And right now, this morning, before we have any news from the Big Ten Conference, it looks like 
The Big Ten is going to play this season, and Ohio State football is going to be back. And that is fantastic news for the time being, until we know more, isn't it? And with that in mind, I've got to remind you, the wait is finally over. Football is back. Is it Ohio State football yet? Maybe so. But you might not be able to be at these games, but you can still be in on the action on these games, and you can be in on the action at Bet Online. If Ohio State's back, I cannot wait to give you my Buckeyes picks. I've historically been very good with the over-unders for Ohio State. I love the lines in college football. Betting the spreads is much easier to me in college than it is in the National Football League, so I cannot wait to give you my Ohio State picks if they are indeed going to play this season. And Bet Online, they've got everything game spreads, totals, player, coach props, even. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always their online casino, too. That never closes. So make sure to head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all their great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts and make sure to make some money, especially when the Buckeyes are back on the field. So let's go over a timeline here for Ohio State a little bit because I want to break things down. There's still a lot up in the air. Even if Ohio State is going to play this season, there's a lot up in the air. But let's go back to the beginning. Where we started this summer was we thought the Big Ten, naively, I suppose, would have some sort of plan in regards to COVID-19 for having a fall season. Practices began, we came closer and closer to the start of the season, and it became more and more apparent that there was no sort of plan from the Big Ten Conference. So they got together, they had their decision, and that decision, with the help of some medical professionals, was that the season would be postponed. They were not going to play in the fall. Potentially, they were going to have a spring season. Well, that obviously upset a whole lot of people. As I mentioned earlier, things change minute by minute in the COVID-19 situation that we're in right now. Testing was developed. Other teams said, oh, no, we're not going to postpone this season. Other conferences said, we're not postponing this season. We're going to play. The Big Ten, I suppose, thought that everybody would kind of follow suit and do what they do, but they received a lot of backlash for maybe acting a little bit too early, knowing what we know now. And on top of that, a week later, the Big Ten doubled down. They doubled down and said, there's no chance we're playing this season. We don't want to hear it from you anymore. We don't want to hear it from the media. We don't want to hear it from the athletic directors, the players, the players' parents. We don't want to hear it from the coaches. This is our decision, and this decision is final. Well, it's obviously not, and I've said that all along. Because here we are. Last week, Ohio State head coach Ryan Day pens a personal letter to the Big Ten Conference that essentially says, we need some sort of answers. We don't know whether to practice. We don't know whether to let these players relax. We don't know whether or not we just need to keep working out. We don't know what the heck we're supposed to do. We need some sort of guidance. We need some sort of concrete plans in place, whether it's going to be a spring season, whether you're voting on a fall season. Who knows? We need something. And Ryan Day essentially got an answer from the Big Ten Conference Per the reports that have come out the past couple of days, those reports are that the Big Ten is indeed going to come back. There's consensus among the chancellors, the university presidents, the conference administrators, that the Big Ten is going to pick up play in the middle of October, which, without my eyes on a schedule right now, 
would give Ohio State, it seems, an opportunity to compete for a national championship this season. But it's going to be difficult for Ohio State because if this season does indeed happen in the fall, Wyatt Davis has opted out, an All-American offensive lineman, and an All-American defensive back, and Sean Wade has already opted out. Those things each happen in the past week, which the first thing that I thought when those guys opted out was, what do they know that we don't know? Because why would they opt out if there was still hope for a season in the fall? Because that's what those guys have said all along. We want to compete for a national championship. We want to compete for a national championship. That's what everybody has said. And obviously, if they're not going to get that opportunity, they don't want to risk injury playing in a spring season because... In all likelihood, each of those two guys is going to be a first-round pick in next season's NFL draft. So when those guys each opt out, it's like, what do they know that we don't know? Because if they're opting out, I don't think this season is going to happen. But we've heard all this news that's completely contrary to that line of thinking. Everything sounds like the Big Ten has decided to come back in October, and Ohio State is obviously going to be a part of that. But it doesn't sound like either one of those two guys has actually hired an agent. All they've done at this point is opt out of the season. They haven't hired an agent. And that means that if they wanted to, they haven't hired an agent, which means they can come back and play. But it just seems like kind of a premature decision. We talked about the Big Ten's decision to postpone the season initially, maybe being a little bit premature. Isn't it premature with everything that's going on right now? Rumors are swirling. Isn't it premature to say, you know what? I'm opting out. I'm not going to deal with this. And maybe that's what they're saying. Maybe they're just saying, I'm not going to deal with this. I don't think it's good for my body to to kind of ramp back up and get ready for a season, play a potentially shortened season. Who knows? But doesn't it seem a little bit premature? Why not just wait a couple of weeks and then start your process once you see that the season is indeed postponed, is indeed canceled? But what it sounds like right now is that the season is going to happen. So I'm very eager to see whether or not Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade do indeed come back and play at Ohio State this season. Who knows what's going to happen. And really all these rumors were made more concrete because yesterday there was leaked audio of the University of Nebraska's chancellor saying that the Big Ten was going to have some sort of announcement last night that the season was coming back. Here I am talking to you early this morning before maybe there's potential news later today, later this morning, later this afternoon, later tonight. But there's been nothing since that audio came out other than a lot of reporters saying, yep, that's right, this is going to happen. But who knows? The Big Ten has kept us in the dark for so long now. It is time that we have some sort of answers. We need to know what's happening, especially with other major conferences starting to play. The ACC started play last week. The Big 12 had teams in action last week. We just need to know more. Obviously, the SEC is going to be starting soon. I think the players, the coaches, the athletic directors, and honestly, the fans, they deserve to know something at this point. So the Big Ten's got to come out with some sort of answers, and it has to be soon, or else there's going to be even more chaos and even more madness than there already is. But here's to hoping that the rumors that we are hearing, the rumors that we have heard, are indeed true. And when 
We talk next week. We're going to be talking about an Ohio State schedule. We're going to be talking about an Ohio State season, players to watch, whether or not Sean Wade and Wyatt Davis are back in the program, that they're going to play this season. That's all up in the air right now. All we can do is hope that these reports are right, and that's what I'm going to do because... I'm a believer. (laughs) I've told you guys all along, I believe that Ohio State is going to play this season, and that's what I'm going to stick with amid these rumors. With that, we're now going to move over to Buckeyes in the NFL, talk about what the Ohio State or former Ohio State Buckeyes in the National Football League did in Week 1, and spoiler alert, there are a lot of good things. And the Buckeyes showed up in big ways for their teams in Week 1, and we're going to start off with Jerome Baker in Miami. He made the most tackles in the league with 16 this past Sunday, also had a sack in that Dolphins loss to New England, but a big showing by Jerome Baker, and he wasn't the only former Buckeye to have a big showing on defense, is Chase Young in his NFL debut had one and a half sacks, four tackles to go along with those sacks. Just really what you'd expect from Chase Young, stepping in, making a difference right away, helping the Washington football team to their first victory of the season, a victory that not many expected them to have, but Chase Young coming up big with one and a half sacks to help knock off the Philadelphia Eagles. Speaking of defensive ends, Joey Bosa also had a sack in the Chargers' victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. And then let's go to offense. Two guys that I told you I really liked going into this season. I liked their season props. J.K. Dobbins for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Ezekiel Elliott for the overall NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Well, J.K. Dobbins scored a pair of touchdowns in his NFL debut. A huge day for him for Baltimore. And Ezekiel Elliott ran for 96 yards, had a pair of touchdowns, one on the ground, one through the air. So a nice showing for Zeke despite the Cowboys' loss to the Rams on Sunday night. So Ezekiel Elliott, J.K. Dobbins popping off. Also offensively, Paris Campbell, after an injury-riddled season in his rookie year in the NFL, comes up big for Phillip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts in Week 1. Campbell, six catches for 71 yards. So I really, really like what former Buckeyes were able to do in Week 1. Talking about another former Buckeye, Joe Burrow. He looked pretty comfortable in his NFL debut for Cincinnati, this year's number 1 overall pick, Joe Burrow, of course. He got his team in a position to tie that game late. Of course, Randy Bullock missed the kick badly to avoid sending the game to overtime for Cincinnati. Joe Burrow didn't have a passing touchdown in that game, but he ran the offense pretty comfortably. He scored his first NFL touchdown on the ground in that game, so a pretty good first showing for Joe Burrow. And then Michael Thomas, a guy that I talked about last week, a guy that I said I was down on this season. I didn't like any of his props going into the season. Well, he struggled mightily in Week 1 for New Orleans. He had three catches for 17 yards, and he was also hurt in that game against Tampa Bay. Michael Thomas suffered a high ankle sprain in that game against the Buccaneers, and it's since been announced that Michael Thomas is going to miss several weeks this season. So I hate to say it because I like Michael Thomas, but everything I said about Michael Thomas has come up true in Week 1. He didn't perform well in Week 1. Like I said, only three catches for less than 20 yards. And I mentioned it on last week's show. Michael Thomas has been relatively healthy throughout his NFL career. Watch out for an injury this season. That just seems to be the way it goes for certain players. And he suffers a high ankle sprain, a bad injury, especially for a wide receiver, a skill position player. In week one, that's a nagging injury. It's going to be with him all season long, and it's already going to lead him to miss 
several weeks to start off this season. Reports out yesterday that Michael Thomas is expected to miss many weeks this season. So unfortunately, I was right about Michael Thomas, but hopefully you stayed off of those bets that I told you to about Michael Thomas and you didn't throw away money. So again, I hate to say it, but I was right about Michael Thomas. Right now, we're going to go over my picks from last week, and I'm not going to lie, I started off red hot, and then I struggled. As I mentioned last week, every week, I'm going to pick six NFL games, the teams that have the most Buckeyes in the NFL. Again, that's the Bengals, the Washington football team, the Saints, the Raiders, the Lions, and the Colts. So the first game I hit, the Raiders, minus three against the Carolina Panthers, one for one. Washington, I picked to cover the six-and-a-half-point spread against Philadelphia. They did that, two for two. The Bears beat the Lions in comeback fashion. Mitch Trubisky showing up big in that fourth quarter with three touchdowns. I picked the Bears to cover the three points against the Lions, so I started 3-0. and And I picked the Jaguars to cover their eight-point spread against the Indianapolis Colts. I said Gardner Minshew, I think he has a little magic left in him to start off week number one this season. Well, he did. The Jaguars not only cover, but they beat Indianapolis outright, so I started off 4-0. and But then things hit the fan for me as I picked the Chargers to uh, beat the Cincinnati Bengals by three points. They did that, but they didn't cover those three points, so I lose that bet. Tampa Bay, I thought, was going to cover three and a half points and beat the New Orleans Saints. They did not do that as Tom Brady threw a pair of interceptions, so 0 for 2 on those picks. Then my Sunday night pick did not hit. I thought the Cowboys were absolutely going to destroy the L.A. Rams. Well, the Rams ended up beating the Cowboys outright that game and covering the spread. I lost both of my Monday night picks. I thought the Giants were going to beat the Steelers outright. They didn't even cover their six-point spread. And then I had the Broncos in a pick'em, a really hard-fought game. It came down to a field goal at the end in Denver, but the Titans win that game. So I started off 4-0. I finished off 0-5. for So 4-5 and after week one. And with that, here are my picks for NFL week two. Thursday night football, the Battle of Ohio, a big game. The Bengals at the Browns, 8-20 on Thursday night Eastern time, of course. My pick, the Bengals covering six points. The Bengals, six-point underdogs against the Cleveland Browns. I think the Bengals might win that game outright, but I do like them covering the six points after Cleveland did not look good against Baltimore in week one. Game number two, Sunday at 1 Eastern, the Lions at the Packers. Packers, five-and-a-half-point favorites in that game, and that is my pick. I think the Packers will beat the Lions. Game number three, the Vikings at Colts, also on Sunday at 1 Eastern. My pick, the Colts, by three points in that game. I don't like the Vikings whatsoever. I will never pick the Vikings, so I like Indianapolis bouncing back after their embarrassing Week 1 loss against Jacksonville, so the Colts minus 3. Game 4, late game on Sunday, 4.05 Eastern time, the Washington football team at the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to pick the Washington football team plus 6.5. I like them covering again after their Week 1 victory over the Eagles. I'm not that high on Arizona. I do think Kyler Murray's going to have a good season. I love DeAndre Hopkins there as well, but I think Washington might be a little bit underrated. They looked inspired in week one, so I like them covering the six and a half points again in week number two. Game five at Sunday Night Football, the Patriots at the Seahawks. My pick, the Seahawks, by four points in that game. 
I don't think the Patriots are as good as people think they are. Plus, that game's in Seattle. I know the whole situation with no fans, but still an intimidating atmosphere to play in an intimidating stadium. The Seahawks, always comfortable at home, so I like them by four points in that game. Then my final pick of the week, game number six. It's Monday night football against two of the teams with the most Buckeyes in the NFL, the Saints at the Raiders in their brand-new stadium in Las Vegas. And because of that, I'm going to pick the Raiders as five-and-a-half-point underdogs. I like them to cover the five-and-a-half points. I think the Saints are good. I didn't think they looked great in Week 1. Drew Brees didn't look fantastic. As we talked about, Michael Thomas hurt going into this game. So I like the Raiders coming up big in their first game at their new stadium in Las Vegas. So my final pick, the sixth game this week, the Raiders plus five and a half points against the Saints. So if you're interested in following those picks, I know I started a little bit slow this week. I did start off 4-0, but I went 0-5 to finish off the week. But if you're interested in trailing me, if you're interested in putting in your own picks, your own prop bets, whatever you want going into week two, make sure you're doing it online at BetOnline. And let's also hope you're going to be making more bets on Ohio State on Bet Online, given all the rumors. But like I said earlier, we don't know what's going to happen. At this point, all we can do is hope. But with Ohio State football being back, with the potential of Ohio State football being back, I should say, that means that this podcast, Believe in Ohio State, really gets to get going for the first time. We've talked about the potential for an Ohio State season for weeks now. We've had people on to discuss the Big Ten's decision to talk about other things in the Ohio State football program. But now we really get to talk about the things we're eager to talk about. Game previews, game breakdowns, position previews, you know, big storylines going into every game. The schedule, when that comes out, if all these rumors are true, remember. But... It's good. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm eager to talk about all these things with you, and I hope you are too. And it all comes down to what the Big Ten decides, obviously. The Big Ten, I mean, they could come out and say all these rumors are false. We're not having any sort of season. But all we know right now is that there is a lot of optimism. There is a lot of hope that the Ohio State football season is going to happen this fall. And I choose to believe that that is going to be the case. That's all we can do at this point. All we can do is be hopeful and hope that this time next week we're talking about an Ohio State fall football season and talk about who the Buckeyes are going to be facing off against in week one in mid-October. With that, we're going to finish things up on this week of Believe in Ohio State. I thank you greatly for joining me this week, and I hope to talk to you about some positive Ohio State news, the best Ohio State news we've heard yet this time next week. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.